We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, everyone. Oh, oh, oh. Are we in? We're in. We're in. Welcome. (laughs) Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim. Gabe, listen, I'm surprised I have any voice whatsoever. Between Serena doing Serena things and goat things last night. Asia Wilson doing goat things last night. Oh, my God. And Candace Parker. I mean, I was just like, I could not sleep. If you know me at all, I was like, oh, my gosh. All over the place. I was flipping back and forth. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Insanity. And yeah. shout out to all the uh, iconic women who were balling out and doing their thing last night it was it both games were amazing and the tennis was just mind-blowing yeah it was an amazing night for women it was and you know what so i cheated i cheated last night you did what you do i cheat i i like taped the beginning of the serena match because i was still folding laundry um so i i like taped it i stopped i watched that whole first thing until the game started uh until the the who was it first i think it was vegas and no, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, Chicago yeah. Like it started first. So I, I watched it all until I got to like the end of the first set. And I was like, okay, Serena won the first set. Like I can, I can yeah. feel, you know, I, I'll be yeah. back later. Then I came, I watched the Connecticut game on tape delay with the, without the commercials. I couldn't and do then it. by the time that was over and decided it was back in the third set for Serena. So I got to watch it all. You got it. You got it all. I couldn't do it like that. I was like, commercial, flip back. Oh, what's the score? Okay, go back. I was like, man, my thumb, I had to ice my thumb down because I was like, I was like this. But I loved it. I was, it was just epic. It was awesome. So, you know, no complaints here, but we both got them all in. So that's the good thing. No, we got it all in. And we, we hope you guys got it all in too. But if yeah. not, we will recap uh, as much <laughs> as we can. But make sure you like uh, the stream, comment, 
subscribe, do all those things. You may be watching this later. You may be listening to this on a podcast, but we love likes and comments and telling us uh, what sounds good, what sounds different. We're in StreamYard now. We're doing this live. So uh, welcome to everybody, and we hope you all are having a good time. Dano's here. He's hey. saying we love all the sports, and he, he does. You can catch him on Spread the Four. <laughs> all right. Um, but Chrissy, let, yeah. all right, let's start with one of these series. I don't know which one. I want to start with Vegas and Seattle. Is that okay? Oh, we're going to go long with it, though, because I'm good. Like, wherever you want to start, I'm there. Just wind me up, point me, and I'm, I'm gone. Let's go. You know, when, when I was watching Asia Wilson uh, yeah. put up monster numbers, 33 points. I, I'll put it on the screen now. 33 points, 13 rebounds, 12, 18 from the field in game two. You know what my thought? One of my thoughts was like, man, I wonder if this is like how Christie played. Like, get get space, get a little face up, I mean, do a little ditty at the rim. A, a little bit. I mean, she's 10 <laughs> times stronger than me. <laughs> or that I'll, that I'll ever be. Um, but I think mindset-wise, yeah. I mean, yeah. her skill set, we're totally different. Like, totally different. Totally different place. Plus, she's lefty, so there's right. that. Um, but, no, I just think her aggression and my aggression back in the day, I think mm -hmm. we're very similar. I was more finesse, though. She has more power in her game. But I think the way that she was confident with who she was on the court last night, I, I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but, I mean, I think I was – I mean, beep beep a little bit. I mean, I was a little confident. I mean, I knew because I put the work in. Accident. I mean, I, I just say, I mean, I put the work in. I put the work in, right? In the gym. I was at Twin Branches over here, you know, in shots and working in the backyard. Like, I was working out all the time, like getting shots. And, you know, I think you, when you put the work in, it, it's, it's not uncommon to you when – you're playing in games. It's like, well, I've been here before. I've done this mm -hmm. before. This is not something I'm nervous about. Like, if I'm nervous, I'm not prepared. So I think in in the mindset scheme of things, I think there are some similarities. And, but, you know, physically, no. <laughs> like, like really, not, not the face-up game? I, I had the face-up game. Face game. Rose DePaul, if you're listening. Maryland, uh -oh. Maryland uh, uh, SID. Uh, can you get me some tape of Christy? <laughs> no. Someone has it. So I know someone has it. Someone has this tape. Please get it. We don't me. need to see it. We don't need I but, mean, I was, I was face up. I was face up. Vicky yeah. Bullet and I played together. So Vicky was down. You know, we had the high-low thing going, mm -hmm. okay? Um, you know, when they doubled off of her, it was much like, you know, Shakira Austin reading off of Deladon. Okay. You know, she would get double or triple teamed. And I'd be like, here I am at the high post and elbow, boom, and then take my little shot. That's how I was. You know, okay. but I think uh, in terms of power game, nah, I didn't – I mean – I had some up and unders, but I was uh, I was a little I was quick, you know, getting my shot off, and you know I, I ran sprints with the guards. I mean, I was I could get up and down the floor a little bit. Then my kids don't believe me. They're like, "Mom," and then Jordan will ask me all the time, "Mom, run?" And I'm like, "I only run when it's raining, and I don't have an umbrella. It's the only time you're gonna see me run." But yeah, we, but need, the tape. Run, we but, need the tape, but we have the we have the tape on Asia, uh, and it's thoroughly incredible because you know. Yeah, Vicky, she, she had to find someone on the triple team. In the last game, in game one, Asia had to find people out of double teams and triple teams, and that's actually what probably yeah. won out the game in the first game. Game, uh, game yeah. two, she's just like, I don't care. I'm, I'm okay. You sent three. I'm scoring anyways. Um, I think yeah. 
Becky Hammond going to that small lineup yes. really opened up the floor. It really um, did. So how, did, how did Asia get to her 33 points and, and get this win, really? Well, first of all, she was aggressive. Second of all, I think she made great reads yeah. out of what was presented defensively. But I think that small lineup, like you said, really opened things up. But I think when she hit that three on the right side of the floor, I, I believe Jewel Lloyd was guarding her. Oh, it doesn't matter who was guarding because she was going to take that shot regardless. I don't care who was in front of her. She was going to pull. And the fact that that thing went in clean, I think I jumped up. And I don't know if I yelled. It was like midnight. I don't know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like that shot, that did it for me. Because when you can, you know, again, you put the work in, right? She had taken two threes in three seasons and now over 80 attempts this year. And just the confidence of the work that she has put in was shining through. So that's part of it. But I think Raquana Williams coming in. Um, doing their small ball rotation. And I think what Asia Wilson said after the game was very profound as well. She said, you know, we we don't really run that small lineup a lot. So we were just kind of reading and reacting. And sometimes in the confusion of mm -hmm. what we were doing, the chaos, I don't think she said confusion. She said in the chaos of having that small lineup, mm -hmm. it threw the defense off. For sure. So they didn't know what reads to make against us or who to help off of because it was a different lineup than – they were used to as well. So I think it was really good strategy by Becky Hammond to do that. And, and it wasn't like for long stretches, it was like, we're going to throw a, a big lineup. We're going to throw a small lineup. And then now you have to make the adjustments. And it was, it, it kept Seattle at bay uh, in that regard. Yeah, no, I, I think um, it also, Rebecca Lobo brought up this point. I thought it was a really good one that the, the help coming yes. um, in those situations was smaller. Which is a much bigger deal on that. In yeah. game one, I thought Tina Charles actually did a great job of yeah. being the helper on on Asia. Um, and what Vegas did really took uh, Tina out of the paint, moved her around, and, and got yeah. matchups on like Stephanie Talbot, like you're saying, Jewel Lloyd. So yeah. it really, it really was uh, a great adjustment from mm -hmm. Vegas. Also, just ball bounces your way a little bit more. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think when you lose a three point game uh, on one end, and then you win a what was this a five point game on the uh other. Yeah, it kind of shows how even this series is. So, I mean, a couple bounces their way, but absolutely Asia was being the aggressor. I'm interested to see how that small lineup plays out. If Derica Hamby comes back, I think it's more feasible. I think next game, Seattle will be more prepared for it and they'll have a better plan for it. Absolutely. I mean, she was listed as questionable and I saw Becky Hammond um, in her pregame comments. I believe someone asked her. So she's listed as questionable. What does that mean? She was like, questionable. <laughs> that was a great answer, by the way. Um, love Becky Hammond. But she said, you know, we'll see if we need her. We may throw her out there. We may wait until, you know, she, we get to Seattle to see uh, what that looks like. But I think, yeah, I mean, when you can mix things up now and then throw Hamby in for mm -hmm. game three, possibly, or game four, because they have two games out there. I think that'll be really intriguing to see what that what that does. Uh, you know, obviously they'll get more rebounds. I think another key for Vegas was uh, their ability to get to the free throw line. Mm -hmm. I believe they got to the line 23 times. And I mean, that's a big difference maker as well. In a in a two possession game, you want to maximize possessions from the free throw line. And I think that's what Las Vegas did. Uh, I believe uh, Seattle got to the line 11 times. Is that right? Uh, I have it in front of me. Yep. 11 times. Yeah. So, I mean, in a five point game, and you can get to the line that many times, that makes a difference. I mean, imagine if Vegas only got to the line once mm -hmm. on a fast break um, uh, layup that someone got an and one on and they had to call it. 
I mean, I'm speaking from experience. I'm sorry. <laughs> I digress. I'm, I'm going to bring myself back. But anyway, that happened. And so, you know, when you're used to averaging like 20 attempts or 18 attempts, at least from the free throw line, and you get like one. I mean, it mm-hmm. makes a difference in, in a two possession game, which that game was that I'm referring to back in the day. So anyway, um, but yeah, it's just it's just interesting how things shake out. But I think that's that's got to be a big percentage of your offense is maximizing your attack points offensively in the quarter court, getting into that paint and drawing mm-hmm. contact. And there was a lot of contact last night. There Did was you see a lot of contact in there, especially I, Wilson, like Wilson and Charles a couple of times were like, well, Wilson were, could have gone to the line. I don't know. 10 more times. Um, I saw yeah. T- Tina got an elbow or may, wait, what game was that? Then may, I may be thinking about the other game. Cause the other series is also yeah, physical, sure. all, oh, yeah, all yeah, kinds of physical over there. Um, yeah. and, but this series is definitely just super physical wrestling and play a little bit. But like you're mentioning, I think Vegas forced the foul calls enough that it was we're on a shot. Like you can't not give me this foul. Uh, I think you, those are yeah. type of things like, yeah. you know, kind of jump when you, when you try to force contact and draw yeah. contact, there's gonna be a lot of times the ref is just going to say, Hey, I'm not calling that. Cause I don't have to, right. You gave me a way out. Yeah. Vegas did not give him a way out. And that's, that's right. why they had, their free throw rate was, uh, 35.9%, which is pretty crazy. That's a big difference. And Plum got tagged too a couple times. Yeah. But I think it's kind of like what you were saying, like she's getting into the bodies. Yeah. But I thought sometimes like there was some breaking of the plane on some shots. She For sure. Drives, like she was driving hard to the rack. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it was a physical game both ways. And I think, you know, Bird, I think she was upset. You know, she said somebody pushed her when she was trying to get to the basket. I mean, it was physical. That was the time she was guys. yelling at Kelsey Plum. She was. They that was were really back. Funny. Like, that was really funny. This, ooh, yeah, it got saucy for a minute. But I mean, it, they're they're competitive, man. This is like, you know, your championship aspirations are on the line right now, and every possession counts. Every possession matters. So you gotta you gotta do it. Yeah, right, no, I, singing a song. Sorry. I think all, and then going back to just like the one the one big adjustment. Obviously, there's a ton of little adjustments in this game. I haven't yeah. rewatched it. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the bigger, the biggest adjustment was obviously going to that small lineup, which opens up yeah. everything for everyone. You know, now we're playing either. I mean, I, and Kia Stokes still play a lot, and they play pretty well with Kia Stokes on the floor. I just thought, you know, having that that change up to throw in there and yeah. and throw Seattle off created a lot of room for players to get to the rim and get foul shots, yeah. and that was, as you mentioned, the single biggest difference from game one to game two. Absolutely, to um, be really interesting to see how that plays out when we go back to Seattle. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. in the game in the game in game one there was very few free throws. I think both teams got to the line eleven times, um, right? And so it was like a twenty-two free throw game. So when you have that, obviously, I think that benefits Seattle. I think if you're going on the road, yeah. it'd be hard to expect calls. So I think there's still some more, um, you know, changing for Vegas. They're gonna have to adapt more, and obviously Seattle's gonna continue to adapt. I'm really excited to see those little adjustments in this series. One player I want I want to talk about just one. Um, yeah. quick matchup yeah. that I think has been amazing. Talk Chelsea Gray and Julie yes, Lloyd. yes. Some of the things that these two are doing are absolutely jaw dropping, and we haven't talked a lot about Game One, and we can get into Game One if you want to. Sure. But in the end of Game One, it really felt like it was Chelsea Gray versus Jewel Lloyd. They weren't necessarily guarding each other the entire time, mm-hmm. but it felt it felt like it was a one on one matchup late in that game. Right in Game Two, Chelsea made all of the shots when it mattered. You know, yeah. it was like when when Vegas needed a run, when Vegas needed a basket to get over a hump or whatever, it was always Chelsea Gray. 
I've been so impressed with these two. And I just think getting this matchup is so incredible because we, we've needed more of this matchup of Gray and Lloyd, two of the best guards in the league. We haven't seen them yeah. as much in the playoffs as we'd like to. Right. This is uh, has been amazing, lived up to the hype for me. Oh, my God. Can I just – I just want to stay with Chelsea Gray for a couple sure. seconds here because, sure. my Lord, like her shot-making ability and her playmaking ability, just top shelf. I mean, amazing. I mean, that one pass she threw, it's a plum underneath, mm-hmm. and the plum got the reverse. Mm-hmm. I lost it on that, too. I was just like, I mean, just the excitement. And also, it's packed in there. Yeah. I mean, it's sold out. Like, they just have this atmosphere that Seattle's going to have, too, you know, when they go there. And they're, they've are they been great at home all season long um, and in the playoffs against uh, Washington the first round. But Chelsea Gray, I think her ability to set the table for the team is understated. I I don't think we talk about it enough. I don't think we talk about the ability for her to create jump balls. How many jump balls did she get? She had like four jump balls just for her. Like, because she got in there and dug in two hands on the basketball and jump it up. And Rucho said it was four. And now at the last one I saw it was four. Was was it four? It was at least four. Who does that? I mean, if you can get one like that, you're like, oh, that's good hustle. Like, if you're coaching, like, okay, good job. Yeah. You know, you got one. But she got four of them. And on the other side of the floor, she was making shots. Her step back was vicious. She was setting up plum on the no looks. Like, just amazing floor game. And the efficiency of what she was doing on both sides. And that stands out for me. Without that, clearly, a different team. But obviously, with Wilson dropping 33 points and 13 boards, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, she's she was the one last night, but but Gray, man, I'm telling you, she's the X factor for the Las Vegas Aces. And Jewel Lloyd, what was she two for ten last yeah, night? Yeah, she she had a rough she, she had a rough night. Very well, but last she night. can get hot. I mean, she's had slow starts in oh, the yeah. playoffs across, like from game one of series one mm-hmm. against um, the Mystics. She's had slow starts. And she's come along, but this game again, you know, a couple slow starts, but then she just couldn't get, you know, turned over in terms of getting her shots to fall. But I mean, she's amazing. I mean, she's just a flat out baller. So, no, I, I think so. Jewel, like you mentioned, slow starts for Jewel, but fast yeah. finishes, right? Like yeah. she knows, she knows her role on this team is really to play off Stewart for the first three quarters. And yeah. when she's needed at the end of the game to play off herself and get her own buckets. Um, and I think she's her, her and Stewie have, you know, mastered this mm-hmm. dance of, Hey, you're going to, you're going to dominate. But when it's, when it's game time, when it's closing time, mm-hmm. I, I want the ball. I think those two have, have really figured out a way to coexist in that space. And that's not easy. No but jewel in game one, unbelievable shot making, unbelievable no. playmaking. Crazy. Her, her, the way she saw the game was mm-hmm. ridiculous. And then just yeah. to bury the shots that she could. And yeah. then as Dano, as Dano commented, Gray's increase in shot volume in the playoffs was insane. Um, yeah. and, and it has been. And she, yeah. she was ramping up. You could tell in the end of oh, the yeah. season, there are some games where she took a bunch of shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and, and she's really ramped it up in the playoffs. Here's my question, though. And we've done we've actually done this dance before with Courtney Vandersloot instead of yeah, Joe Lloyd, if you if you recall our um, yeah. our uh, great point guard debate back in the day. I think it was in 2020. Who do you want taking the last shot between Chelsea Gray and Jewel Lloyd? I mean, 
I'm I'm in a what have you done for me lately situation. Okay. So I'm going with Gray. <laughs> I mean, that's just I mean, she's she was the most efficient most recently last mm-hmm. night. So and that's right. no shade to Jewel Lloyd because I flat out love that kid and have since Notre Dame. So I mean, I, I just think that you know, today, if they played today and it came down to it, which one would I want taking that shot? Today, I would say Chelsea Gray. Okay. And just sure. because, you know, and most of that is because of her facial expressions, too, because you can tell she just wants it, man. And then after the game, she said, you know, this isn't, you know, some light switch we just turned on for the playoffs. Yeah. Like, we've been playing like this yeah. all season long. Like, we prepared for this before our first game, mentally. So now we're just like, we're in it. And mm-hmm. this is not something that's a, a knee-jerk reaction. Oh, it's time for the playoffs. Now we got to do something different. Now we have to play a different way. Now our mentality has to be, you know, recreated. No, it doesn't. Yep. Like they've been, like you said, they've been on cruise control, understanding who they are and, and who they want to be. And it's showing up right now in the playoffs as they even the series to 1-1. Yeah, I think it'll it'll continue to, and especially yep. Gray Gray's performance. I, I don't think that's yeah. going anywhere. I mean, we've seen her do this in the playoffs before. It's not, it's nothing new. Um, I wanted to say something. I totally forgot. Oh yeah, you called Jewel Lloyd a kid, which is funny because. Oh, Jewel I just I, I know, no, I know it's funny. I, just, I call everybody a kid. Also, I always forget Jewel Lloyd's only twenty eight. Jewel Lloyd's my age. Kid, kids, She's, kids. <laughs> Jewel Lloyd's, Jewel Lloyd's my age, and she has been in the WNBA for eight years now. Is this her wow, it doesn't seem seventh? right. Because she came I mean, in in 2015, so this is her seventh season. That's insane. But I mean, yeah, I mean, but I always I say kid for player all the time. I know. It's it's an endearing situation, not for it's it has nothing to do with her maturity, nothing to do with anything like that. It's just my vernacular. No, just for a coach of my kids. All the coaches out there, you hear me. All the coaches out there, they say it too. Men, women's basketball, everybody says that. So stop. It freak it freaks me out though because I just noticed like I, when you said that I was like, man, Lloyd has to be like, you know, thirty. <laughs> like that's the you know, she's old. Uh, no, she's not. She's my she's my age, and she's a two time WNBA champion. Rookie of the Year, four-time WNBA All-Star, All-WNBA first team in 2021, All-WNBA second team in 2016, uh, All-Rookie team 2015. Uh, yeah. Commissioner's Cup champion as well. And gold medalist. And uh, uh, she has four gold medals, uh, one from uh, the the senior Olympic team, but she also has a World Cup, a World Championship, and the yeah. three-on-three. A winner. A winner. The kid's a winner. <laughs> the kid is a winner. I host this podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're on the we're on the similar track. Right on a there. similar track, Jewel Lloyd. I'll post it. Man. And myself. Yeah. Miles says Gabe's a baby. I'm not a baby. <laughs> oh, I'm a no. big boy. Kid. They're kids. Okay. Uh <laughs> do you have do we have anything else on this guy? I do want to mention uh the yeah. offensive rebounding. Um, yes, 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 yes. I thought it was big for Seattle in game one. Uh, yep. Seven offensive rebounds. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Five second chance points. In a three point game, those little things on the margins, big differences. Of course. Uh, in game two, Seattle had two offensive rebounds, four second chance points on the other side. Uh, Las Vegas had 11, whereas they had zero in the first game. So, zero first game. It was huge, and it's interesting that they were able to do that with when when they were playing a smaller lineup. Typically, you expect Stokes to be more active on the boards, um, but you know, I I thought that was pretty big, and I think that could be something to watch throughout the series as yeah. like just a, a little sign of where these teams are going. 
Yeah. Oh, it was a major deal. It was a major deal. I mean, if you can, you can manufacture 11 second chance points mm -hmm. the same way. It's like the free throw line, you know, those give me things, those things where you attack and get rewarded, go to the line, but you also attack the offensive glass and get rewarded, mm -hmm. you know, by getting those second chance shots put back up. And I don't know if you, I don't know how you watch the game, but especially for rebounds. But I think if you go back and look at, Asia Wilson in particular, yep. a couple times and shots were going up and she was like a heat seeking yeah. missile weaving in and out to get herself in position to get to the glass. And I just thought that was amazing. Like one time she just came flying untouched, like came flying in there. Everyone's ball watching and she came flying and got it, put it back up. I was like, mm -hmm. first of all, where did she come from? Second of all, that's masterful, you know, in terms of her ability and skill and awareness to be able to find those nooks and crannies in the paint that's all jammed and congested, but somehow, some way, you're gonna go get that ball. And again, and it's not, it wasn't just the aggression offensively for Wilson, which was on point, but that kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Getting yourself to the glass. And I think that maximized, obviously, possessions for uh, the Las Vegas Aces, but in a five point game, again, you know, those are stats that you circle, those hustle plays. Yeah. And the ability to get to the line, the ability to get to the glass and finish. Like she wasn't getting in there and, and smoking the layups. Like she got in there and finished, got tagged. And sometimes you get to the line because you crash like that because people aren't positioned to defend. Well, and you know, I'm, I'm looking at um, while you're talking, I looked up who who else had offensive rebounds because as you mentioned, Asia had three. Okay. Um, Raquana Williams also had three. She's got bunnies, man. You know, and, and it was a lot. I just watched them. Uh, Asia yeah. really block, boxing out and the whole Seattle team having to crunch down on her because she yeah. has either Stephanie Talbot on her or Jewel Lloyd or someone. And then that yeah. ball squirting out to Raquana Williams. And I think the other the other thing uh, you, uh, you you touched on is just capitalizing on those situations, getting yeah. the offensive rebounds and getting 11 second chance points. Yeah. You know, they had seven offensive rebounds and they had six more. Both teams had seven offensive rebounds in their respective wins. Okay. And uh, Aces at six more points, right? So just capitalizing on those mistakes, understanding the situation yeah. of like, this is a key moment, like you just mentioned. Offensive rebounds are key moments. Getting to the free throw line, those can be key moments. I yeah. think it, the Aces took the lead at the free throw line. Yeah. Those are those are huge moments in the game where you can say, hey, we got this possession. Hey, we, we turned them over. We got an easy bucket. Like those things really change your mentality. And yeah. so to capitalize on all of those uh, second chance opportunities – was huge, uh, yeah. I think, for for the Aces and and just a really great team win. And then you look at the turnovers. Man, how how happy does a series make you as a coach? Just the turnovers are so low. Nine nine Las Vegas turnovers to Seattle seven. Mm. I mean, there, there's a reason that these two teams, you know, battling yeah. each other uh, because they they're very clean when it comes mm -hmm. to taking good care of the basketball and. You know, and a lot of those turnovers weren't live balls. So a lot of them yeah. are just, I remember Raquana Williams driving and, and mishandle it on the baseline or whatever. Like there were just some little miscues like that. Um, the one at the end, Jackie Young yeah. uh, trying to save it, try to get a timeout, which I don't know. I would like to see different angles of that. You know, her foot was she, almost, she almost got it. I, I didn't, I know we only got the one angle, but I thought it was. Uh... I wanted to see, you know, multiple angles of that. But anyway. Uh, it, it just plays like that. So it wasn't like live ball situations where it, you know, turned into, mm -hmm. you know, a, a bucket full or a bushel full of, of buckets for the other team off of uh, live ball situations. So 
Yeah. I mean, you'd love to see that as a coach, like anything under 12, you know, I'm, you know, I'm happy if you don't have, if you don't have those. And if they are 12, you know, you want at least more than half of them. You want them to just be miscues. Right. You don't want them to be, you know, throwing them in and no one can defend. Yeah. No, dead, dead ball are better. Go out of bounds. If you're going to turn it over guys. I it's still frustrating though. So, I mean, it's still like, <laughs> yeah, don't, like, don't make a habit of it. Just, Okay, that's enough. Okay. That one time is good. Both these teams have been very, very careful with the ball. It's made for a clean yeah. series. Um, and not a lot, not a lot of fouls in that game. One more fouls in game two, but that was it's it wasn't careless fouls, and that's what no. I think makes people mad. It's like I don't want to see careless fouls. I want to see good fouls on players going to the rim. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hi, Braden. Hi, Braden. Oh, hey. Hi, friends. Hello. All right. Hello. Uh, do you do you are do we have anything else on the series? I think we kind of touch. I mean, I, uh, oh, you know, I want to see Jackie Young do a little better in her shooting. One of nine. That's like yeah. But her and Jewel Lloyd, those two, you know, um, yeah. even with them not being efficient offensively, uh, still, I mean, I think they're key components, key pieces. I thought sure. Jackie Young's defense was tough. You know, I thought she did other things. Sometimes your shots not falling, but what else are you doing to help the team? Um, I mean, Brianna Stewart, 32 points. I mean, she was. Yeah, we didn't talk about Stewart enough. I'm sorry. Was, we should talk about Stewart. We got to talk about Stewart. We got to talk about Stewart. The pull-up. The pull-up's unstoppable. Like, I know they were joking about this in the broadcast. The pull-up's unstoppable. There's not a player. I don't. I, I mean, Asia, defensive player of the year. We'll talk about that later. But uh, she couldn't stop it. Oh. <laughs> she wasn't stopping that jumper either. She's just long. What does she have, a 7-1 wingspan? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, how are you going to, and even if you're right there, it's like, you're going to close out here and she still has a release point mm -hmm. because her arms are so long. It's like not much you can do other than disrupt her catch, yeah. you know, and then try to disrupt her footwork as she's trying to get into that. Uh, but man, I don't know if <laughs> I had secret sauce on that. She wouldn't be. Shots. She, she just like, it's wow. not even, it's also like, she uses her length, oh, yeah. like the balls up here. She's up like here, yeah. Very, very old, old school. I would yeah. say release yeah. Um, yeah. from from Stewart, and it just gets over everyone, and she's just yeah. been unstoppable. It, I mean, release like, is, is quick. Release it, it's, is quick. It's almost to the point where you know, in, in like like we just did, like I almost just kind of forget about her in the analysis. I'm like, yeah, Stewie's going to put up close to 25. That's just a baked in sort of thing. You don't have to worry yeah. about it coming every single game. And it's, I think it's happened in every single game so far in these playoffs, maybe game two yeah. uh, when the mystics really sold out to stop her, but she's just, has been dominant, unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about, like, and that's the thing, it's like, I mean, going back to Diana Taurasi just for two seconds here, like she has one WNBA MVP. The late great Kobe Bryant won MVP in in the NBA in his twenty years. Okay, and, and Tarasi's almost at that right at right. that marker. But when you're looking at players like that who are steadily consistent and efficient, it's like that's like what you said. That's what you expect. That's what they do. That's what they do. But when you have players who are maturing and improving all the time. You know, sometimes you recognize that more like, oh, wow, it came out of nowhere. Like, oh, wow, look at this player and look at this kid, you know. <laughs> um, so you kind of it kind of draws your attention away from the consistency. And and sometimes that can get lost. And I don't I don't know why, but or what kind of human <laughs> mental factor that is um, that consistency gets taken down more than it gets 
lift it up. I don't, I don't understand that. I think you just get it, it blends in, you know, it kind of blends into the wall. Yeah, but that's of the not series. fair for those. No, it's not. This is the hardest thing to be is consistent. I mean, I don't care if you're playing basketball, if you're a construction worker, like you have to every day, you've got to come in and be consistent in your role. And that's the hardest challenge sometimes, as you see. Like, that's why, that's why I'm saying it, because, you know, you just, it, it goes understated, uh, the value of being consistent. And I think it should be rewarded more. Well, and and in this in this playoffs, I'm gonna to try to look up some quick stats here as we talk. Okay. Uh, Brianna Stewart has had 20 plus points in every single game. Um, she has also done it on 40 percent shooting at least in every single game. So let's see. Let me check the her hoops. Uh, this is gonna be way too hard to do on air. Uh, there's been a lot of players. A lot of players have done this. I just can't figure out how to do it on the like with the dates to see if it's consecutive oh. or in the same, in the same playoff run. I mm. don't know, but I would tell you what, I mean, you can get, you know, 20 a game every night for the rest of your life. And it still won't be, <laughs> you know, those people still say like, well, you know, yeah, there's still something else that she's not doing. Oh, <laughs> sorry. oh no, we have a crap. Oh, that was that was totally me. I'm sorry. That's what happens when you don't praise Brianna Stewart's consistency. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm okay. We had a crash. I have my charger plugged in there and it just I hit it with my knee. Anyway, long legs, long arms, and I talk with my hands in. So yeah. well, we gotta mention one more thing with this series. Uh, because I think Tina Charles like kind of won game one for Seattle. Yeah. She was incredible. And, and on both ends, on both ends, one of her best games, uh, not only this year, but maybe in the past few years. And she's had some really great ones. So it's yeah. it's just one of her best games I think we've seen recently. Um, so she won. She won basically game one, had a big game two. What have you seen from Tina in this series so far? I mean, in game one, what was it? 16 rebounds. I mean, that was the difference maker um, for Seattle to get that win. I think the possessions. That she yeah. was able to uh, five offensive. Up. How many? Five offensive rebounds. I mean, that's work. That's work. You know. Uh, and again, I mean, you know that she could score the ball, but she even said after the game, I was watching the post game pressers, and she even said, you know, I, I didn't shoot the ball particularly mm -hmm. well. You know, last night she said that, and you know they're going to need for her to do that, especially if if Jewel Lloyd is not hitting her shots. You know, twenty percent for her last night. I think. You know, with with the addition of Tina Charles, they've been a totally different team, and uh, their ability to defend and rebound because of her presence in there has been different. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think that um, she's a, a huge factor. And I, I read that article too um, that ESPN had out mm -hmm. uh, after Game One, and how she said that it's not going to define her whether or not she wins a title, but. That doesn't mean she doesn't want one, okay? That does not mean that Tina doesn't want a ring, okay? So I'm like, that's I said that out loud when I read it. I was like, but you still want the ring, like, right. <laughs> but you still want like that doesn't discredit your your passion and and your your fight to get one. So, um, but I just thought it was an interesting read, just her whole, you know, last couple of yeah. seasons, you know, in DC and then in Phoenix and then now uh, in Seattle. So. Um, just an interesting, um, interesting road to get there. She gave she gave them a lot of optionality too. I think something that we yeah. we you know, when when this move happened, we were concerned uh, about her taking starting spot. She absolutely earned the starting spot. Um, right. She played great defense too. She really 
honestly, it was it was a game where I was like, man, Tina is doing everything she needs to as a role player, which is right. interesting because that's that's been something that not only Tina but a lot of star players struggle with coming down to being a, a, a more of a role player, more of a do a little things player, more yeah. of a more of a cut to the basket rather than dribble to the basket type right. of player, right? I think she um, she's made a huge change in, in that regard and has been huge in this series. Not only the offensive rebounds, but the defense of being able to stand up to yeah. Asia Wilson often, getting being able to get pokes, being able to help uh, at the rim, huge in that game one. Certainly, I think uh, a part of the reason why uh, Las Vegas had to adjust in game two yeah. was yeah. because of Tina Charles. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Shouts to her. Um, do you? All right. Should we? We should probably move on. We should probably yeah. move on. But if you have more things, we're ready to go on on uh, on Seattle and Vegas. Ah, uh, no, we're good. I, okay. I think I'm good for the moment, anyway. But you never know things popping. Well, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking here for a little bit <laughs> yeah. about about this series because we get for we get it for five games. Also, just <laughs> while we're here, I do want to mention playoff the playoff structure much right. better this year. Just yeah. much better. Like it feels like, like real playoffs. Like every team who has gotten to this point had to do something in the first round. Yeah. So I'm I'm a huge fan of this. Yeah, I like it. I, I mean, I think you know it, it's the the challenge of it, and I, I think if you're any kind of competitor or mm -hmm. any kind of competitive fan, which every fan is competitive, yeah. right? I mean, we saw the packed house last night. We're going to see more packed houses moving forward throughout the playoffs, which is fantastic. But I think, you know, that's what you want. You want to see what teams do when their backs are against the wall. You want to see, like, in this game two, which both teams like, rectified mm -hmm. themselves and, and got the win. So, I mean, that's the spirit of sport. That's why we watch. That's why it's unpredictable in that way. But when you bring your best, like Vegas did, like Chicago did, I mean, that's what, it, that's what it's all about. And you want to see that. Yeah, yeah, we want to see five games. We want to see seven games. Yeah, we want to see seven. I was like, it's not I perfect. Mean, we'll, we'll hold on to five right now because we'll take five. I want five in the first round too, though. That would be really five in the really first cool. round would be legit. Five in the first round. Would be we'll, we'll get it. We're moving there. We're moving there. We're getting there. This year though, really feels like you know, I don't know. Last year, just it, every all those first round series just felt like it was like preamble, but then also, so it kind of felt like a little irrelevant, but it also felt like. A big deal because those other two teams in the semifinals weren't doing anything yeah so yeah. i think it was like somewhat of a i don't know it's, it's just somewhat of a different feel and i think it has made the basketball much better yeah agreed and i think you know when when um vegas played phoenix and they had two blowout games right or mm -hmm. not blowouts but like big wins like right. double digit victories especially in uh, game two for them against the mercury i think you know, I think what Becky Hammond said, I can't remember who was saying that though. It was one of the, one of the teams after the fact was asked like, Hey, you know, you had to battle. Um, I think it was, they were asking James Wade, you know, you guys had to battle out, you know, mm -hmm. New York in, in the first round and how did that prepare you or what did that do? Because those games were very close and you had to fight and all that. I, I just, I don't know. I just think that it's um, when you have, games where you don't have to battle like that and maybe the question was to becky hammond was like well you know they had two big wins yeah. and you didn't have to like fight 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 it out fight 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 so um sometimes that changes your mentality going into the next round like yeah. you think it's going to be that easy every time it's like no like you have to you have to scratch and claw and battle you know and compete with that with that fire and passion so no i i think it 
you know, just also just having understanding how to prep between games um, as a coaching staff. Cause you know, it, yes, all these coaches have been there, but it's different when you have a different coaching staff every year. Right. I feel like it's, it's a little different to go through the process of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and so to get in the first round where you have a little taste of it, just makes the second round that much better. And I think that's, that's what right. we're seeing. And these teams are just also awesome. Like this is this, this is a perfect this is a perfect uh, second round for this season. Uh, let's let's yeah. talk about the rest of it though. Let's talk about um, Chicago and Connecticut. So Chicago tied up the series last night, yeah. but I think it's a little stunning that they had to tie up the series. I didn't see that coming in Game One from Connecticut. Um, what have you been your big takeaway so far in the series? Well, I think number one, um, Candace Parker. I mean, my God, man. I, I'll put her talk- I mean, come on. I, that's our, that's where we're going to start this conversation and finish it in my, you know. But we'll I have to come think- back to it. Yes. But yes. <laughs> we're definitely going to, you know, we're going to start there. We're going to talk about other things. And we're going to finish the can. Just because Candace Parker right now is playing free minded basketball. And that's dangerous, right? I mean, she has, you know, she's got all these accolades. She's got championships under her belt. She's back in her hometown. One championship last year. I mean, game one was like, look at those stats right there. You have them laid out. Six 19, blocks. like <laughs> 19 points, 18 rebounds, five assists, six blocks, four steals. Oh, my God. That one block, she rotated over and just sent it. I'm like, come on. The come one on. steal. The, there was a steal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Where she came around the body of Bree Jones. I don't know if you've seen Brianna Jones. She she is is, is strong. strong. She's very strong. She, it takes a lot to get around her. And Candace just poked it. Oh man. Yeah. Just... It's it's this part, man. I'm telling you, it's here. It's it's between the ears with Candace Parker. You can see it all over her face. You hear it every time she speaks. But most importantly, you see it the way that she's playing. I mean, she's just flat out dominating on both sides i mean who has 19 and 18 like i mean with the six blocks that's insanity and then you know of course they're going to try to come back and combat what she did in game one and game two uh but chicago gets the win then you know because she's able to pick you apart i mean she's a point forward in, in my mind like she sees things unfolding before anyone else on the court I mean, mm-hmm. all other nine players. I mean, maybe Courtney Vandersloot is right there because she's. Yeah. But I was like, everyone else is seeing it in a different way, and maybe a beat later than Parker and Sloot. Yeah. That, to me, like they see things unfolding. I mean, that bounce pass on the baseline that Parker had. Come on. I mean, it was just perfectly placed. Uh, that's why I call her point forward. But she just she loves the game. She's playing free-minded basketball and. You know, Chicago's on a mission to repeat. And she's a big reason why, mentally, that this team was able to even the series. No, no, it, it, it's been unbelievable. I mean, some of the best yeah. basketball you'll ever see, period, flat That's- out. I don't care that she lost game one. That doesn't matter to me. Some of the best two basketball games you're ever going to see uh, mm-hmm. from Candace Parker, especially that game one. Shame that she did not win it. I wish she did. Uh, not because I care about the sky winning or anything just like from for basketball uh as chiquita said candace parker can do everything thanks for everyone hanging out with us in in yeah. the stream we appreciate it uh brayden tiger chiquita jessica hey babies oh I, I don't know if miles and dana are still here they may have had to <laughs> go do other things um no but 
I just, I mean, can't. And then game two, let me let me give her, her credit in game two. I mean, ho hum, right? Twenty two points, and, four rebounds, I only mean, four, only four assists, only three blocks, but only one steal. <laughs> I, I, she she's she's been magnificent. But I definitely yeah. think in game two she was playing um, more of what she wants to do. And, you yeah. know, she's looking for her own shot, and she's going to be the player that um, takes those toughies. Um, for Chicago, I think she's yeah. the, and not that they don't have other options. They do. They certainly have other options to take tough shots, but I think Candace is the one that they're turning to late in the shot clock pretty much every time. Yeah. Um, but she also just got to play a little bit more off her, off her teammates because the teammates were making shots and Emma had a big game, had a big bounce back game too. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone can't, uh, Courtney Vandersloot put the ball in the basket a little bit. Uh, not yeah. that she needs to do that a ton because she, she runs the offense so efficiently. Yeah. But getting her to put some shots in the basket, yeah. get 10 points is much better than having five points. You know, Ali Quigley, but, much more efficient. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, I think it was just a much more well-rounded effort from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt much better about them after game two than I think I feel about any team currently left. I, I think that's, I have the most confidence in them. Do you think, uh, do you agree with me? I agree. I mean, I think, you know, they were, taken aback in, in game one a little bit because Connecticut came out like gangbusters and really tried to prove uh, themselves. And they did that with the win. But again, consistency. Yeah. You know, you got to be consistent with that. If that's, if that's what you want for your team, then you got to bring it every game. And that's the challenge of the playoffs, right? To come and, and replicate what worked well, mm-hmm. even with adjustments being made by your opponent. Like you still have to, um, it doesn't matter. I always say it doesn't matter who you're playing. It matters how you're playing. Like, are you playing to the standard that you set for the team? And if that's not the case, then you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Because I don't care what the other team, like we were talking about that before, like in, in our last show last week about, hey, when you have, um, you know, you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to have all these changes and adjustments, but you might have a tweak here, a tweak there throughout a series when you're seeing the same team every couple days (laughs) and you're not going to go in and play the same way or do the same things. You're going to make little tweaks, but you know, you have to be ready for that and you have to be uh, flexible in your mentality and your approach. Um, And that starts with the coaches, right? I mean, you have to be flexible minded as, as coaches, you have to be able to throw things in. You trust your team with it. You have covered in practice. Right. Um, I mean, Sometimes for me as a coach, sometimes we threw things in there. We never practice it, but you know, you can make tweaks in the game, you know, and make it work. And, and it worked out most times like that because your team trusts you too. Right. Coaches trust that you will understand and comprehend what's expected. This is what we need right now to win. If you want to win, you're going to buy in and do it. Okay. Um, But it works both ways. Right. Yeah. Players have to trust coaches' decisions, and the coaches obviously have to trust that the players have bought in to expectations, and, well, and that's what wins it for you in the playoffs. I think it's super interesting too that um, the two teams that want, the two teams that you know we're we're perceiving as adjusted to win. Um, also, there there's kind of a good argument that that's not true, like that the team the teams are just kind of even, and that you know most games are a coin flip, and none of this actually matters, and we're just meaningless specs flying on a rock through space. But if we're not taking that viewpoint um, and, and trying right. to account for a losing bias, I think the two teams that adjusted to win really opened up the floodgates of their offense, right? That's yeah. two things you mentioned, right? 
yeah. the teams play within themselves and they found more things in the flow of their offense. It wasn't adding in a bunch of sets. It wasn't adding in, you know, a bunch of new things like you're saying. Um, but it is about just trying to alleviate the pressures, the, the pressure points that the defense is putting on you. Right. So mm -hmm. for Vegas, mm -hmm. it was Kia Stokes was a player that Seattle was helping off of. Well, let's just take Kia out of the equation for a little bit. Right. And we'll see what happens. And it worked out. Right. Worked. For for Chicago, I mean, I don't even think it was a, I, for Chicago. I, I'm not sure there was much adjustment. It was just we need to make some shots. You need to make some. You need to make some shots. And um, that's and that's the whole losing bias thing. Is like sometimes basketball is literally just a game of you. You took that shot last game and you missed it. You took it this game and you made it. And that's how it works. And it's kind of boring analysis, but I do think no. that was a lot of what happened to uh, Chicago. But I, do, I I think they also just. Um, you know, getting something from Emma is going to be a big deal in the series because in game one, it felt like Chicago, uh, Connecticut let Emma go to her own devices. And they've done this before. If you recall in the 20, in the 2019 finals, yeah. uh, they said, Hey, Emma, if you're going to beat us, if someone's going to beat us, it's going to be Emma. Um, and not that Candace Parker's not killing them, but they, she needs a little bit of help. Well, last yeah. night she got 10 points from Emma Miesemann. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. That was in game one. And last night she got 14 points. 14. From Emma okay efficient yeah. 14 points yeah. um so I, I think that's huge uh and that'll be something to watch but obviously mm -hmm. I, I trust emma trust the sky i think they're i think they're rocking and rolling um but we'll see i mean connecticut it, it very up and down yeah very very as we talked about consistency yeah. is amazing uh i'd love to see some consistency from connecticut but one thing i want to touch on is john quill jones um in game one I'll, let me get her numbers uh, game yeah. one, she was five of eight. Wow. Efficient, low volume. Not a game, lot of touches. Yeah. 10 of 17 in game two, 23 points. Is, is I mean, obviously they lose game two, but I think getting John Quill going is a good thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a key. I think after the first half, too, I think they were still trying to get her more touches last night, right? I think, you know, out of the gates, they, they weren't finding her like in their first two actions in their quarter court mm -hmm. offense. John Quell wasn't really getting her touches and credit to defense on that too. But you also saw Connecticut be more deliberate and intentional with, we've got to go through JJ on this possession. They were getting her the ball and that's why she had those 17 attempts. So she's got to take at least 17. I mean, that's, that's gotta be minimum yeah. to me. And that's not when I'm saying that it's not like, Oh, you want her to be, you know, ball hog. I'm like, no, like she needs, the ball needs to go through her because the defense morphs in different ways when she gets touched. So it's not necessarily that she needs to take that shot. She needs to get those touches. And I think people, you know, are like, it's it, you know, just put the ball in there and, and it's a black hole and that's forget about it. No, it's, it, it makes the defense adjust. It makes the defense rotate. Now you can make some moves. Is it going to be for her shot? Sometimes it will be, which will be great, right? Because we want her to get more shots up. But at the same time, see what the defense does if you get it to her. If you go empty possessions in terms of getting her a touch, regardless of where it is, right? Mm -hmm. It could be on the outside. It could be in the paint, mid-rank. She needs the ball because the defense is going to adjust to where she is with it. And they need to make reads out of it. So I think they did a good job of, of getting her the ball a little bit more. Yeah, and I, I want to see her be more aggressive. I want to see her in the role that Stewartson. Seattle. I mean, Stewart right. will just get the ball at the elbow. She'll get the ball at the pit. She'll get the ball wherever, and then it's yeah. like, it, she'll create her own shot. I'm saying. I think you know, I, John Quell needs to be able to create her, own, and, and I think John Quell is capable of it. 
Right. And we've seen her do it. Yeah. It's just not happening in this, in their flow of the offense. And like we were just mentioning, right. The best adjustments are when you can, it's not, it's not a specific set play. It's when you can just adjust your offense to get a better look for someone. That's what Connecticut needs to do. Cause I I think a lot of her shots and I have to look at them. A lot of her shots probably come off set plays. I I know they run, you know, they usually run a stagger for her or a pin down for her to start Mm -hmm. the game. Um, And so I like to see her just get more opportunities to cook with the ball, get her, get her the ball in the high, in the high post, Maybe yeah. a little high low action or, yeah. or just clear up. Just clear. You know what? Never mind. Get clear out of the way. <laughs> get out of the way. Let John Cole go to work. Uh, and I, if right. she she just needs to face up and and do you know watch watch what Stewie and uh, watch what Kansas is doing to you on the other end, and then just do that. And I think they can definitely work that into their offense. I don't think that'd be a big change, but no. they haven't done it so far. And uh, you know, we'll see. I think it, all this series is going to come down to is Dewana Bonner making shots. Is yeah. is Alyssa Thomas, you know, getting out in transition? Are those things happening? Uh, those are the big questions. But if John Quell can go off and kind of do what those other two great players in that series are doing, or what you know the the other the great player on the other side is doing, then you have a much better chance. I think. Right, and how they're getting their shots. Right? right, it's not you know go get go get a bucket. It's not like that. It's you know, let's create the spaces yeah. on the offensive end, you know, through a set or not. Like, is it four yeah. out, one in? Let's do that. Okay, well, then do it, right? Yeah. Feed her the ball. Let her make a read with it, right? If they collapse on her, let her make a read. And then Bonner, if that's your side, kick it out, right? right. And hit that shot. Like, you got to make those rhythm shots. You got to make those reads. You got to play together. Um, and not that they're, I'm not saying they're not playing together, but no. I'm just saying, even in a four out, one in situation it's not just for john quill to shoot it that's what yes. i mean yeah i, I, you still I have to play together you got to make a read and you have to be ready to knock that shot in like you got to be yep. shot ready because you know maybe they will bump off somebody or shadow down right and you got to be able to to make that read and, and make those shots yeah uh, i think that's um the read the read and playmaking part of it is some more something yeah. that john quill can uh, get better at and she'll need to develop that but i think for now she can definitely like you're saying, create the space for her and let her go to work yeah. and then figure, and then she'll figure it out. Right. Um, yeah. And the rest of the team will too. Like it's gotta be everybody. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's gotta be on the same. Everybody <laughs> gotta be on the same page. Of course. With it. <laughs> no. And uh, I, so I think this series though, if I had to guess is I'm, I, I picked Chicago. Uh, I think you picked Chicago as well. I did. And then you picked Vegas on the other side, right? I did. Yes. I picked Seattle on the other side. You did. <laughs> uh, I haven't changed my mind. I'm sure you. I was going to ask you why you're asking. I was like, you flip flopping. No, I haven't changed my mind. I think. I think. I think. I said sky and four. Yeah. Um, I probably say sky and five now, but I'm I'm feeling okay about four. If I had to, yeah. if I had to stick with it, I'd say sky and four. It's fine. Um, and I think I said storm and five. That one's going five. For yeah, sure. I I said both in five, and you know, I thought the Vegas storm game would be um a buzzer beater. Yeah. Right? Or I wanted it to be. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, the game five. For for Chicago, what did I say? Five games. I said five games and uh Quigley on the free throw line to to win it with no time on the clock. I think she'll do that in game four. I like the dramatics. So <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah, no, I like I'm the dramatics. <laughs> I'm still good. I'm still good with my uh storm and five. Um okay. winning over there. They already got one in Vegas. They know what to do. They did. Uh, man, that place is gonna be rocking though. For a game five, Seattle is going to be raw. This great, great home courts here 
Uh, oh, yeah. semis. Great everything. This was just a per- I, this is my favorite, I think, semifinal we've had. Yeah. I mean, it's just incredible to see the fans yeah. locked in and just, I mean, losing their minds, especially in the Vegas game. You could see everyone. They, they got some great shots of fans in that game. And right there on the sidelines, you could see during the game, fans were up when big shots. Like, I think yeah. when Asia hit that three, like that whole row – right there in front of the aces bench on the sideline, that whole row was up like screaming and yelling. I, you know, you can't, I mean, that's, that's just something you can't quantify that. That's just the passion that, that the fans have for the WNBA and, and what Kathy Engelbert has been able to do, you know, in her tenure as well, just to recreate, redevelop and, and set it up like this, you know? So I'm, I'm looking at the semifinals uh, in the past few years, obviously very different. Uh, this is probably the best matchups. I mean, last year was super fun and ended up being super fun, but it wasn't something we thought was going to be as yeah. good. I would say, um, I don't know, 2018 was super fun. I remember yeah. the 2018 playoffs oh. with the Mystics and Dream going five and then the Storm and Mercury going five. That was yeah. super fun, 2018. That was. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, dude, this is good. This one's probably the best one, I would say. I think my, my take on that is correct and we'll we'll see how it gets going and we'll obviously talk about all of this um, next week. Do you want to make a? Did we I won't make you make a prediction for Game Three unless you want to. <gasps> you got feel? You got feel? I do. Let's just do it because. Let's do it. Now that you put it out there, I'm gonna be thinking about it all day if I don't just get it out. So I'm just saying. All right. What, um, what is it? So which I'm one do you want say, to start? Oh, you ask me first, and then how are we gonna do it? All right. Let's do uh, Vegas, Seattle, Game Three. Let me. Let me. I'll pull up the. Let me. Let's do this official. Official. Spread the floor like. Oh, okay. um, our good. betting channel. You guys go check it out. We've been doing a lot of stuff, man. This is on Sunday. Yeah, they have they have a stretch wow. of days in between. Uh, this is this is lovely. My anniversary is this weekend, so oh, happy anniversary, y'all! Yeah. Uh, although on Sunday is the actual day we're gonna go to dinner, but it's fun. Oh, we see each time. other. Like, we see put each other. Game on your lap at dinner and be like, oh, oh yeah, Emily. Emily's cool. <laughs> Emily's gotten really into this this particular <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> Put it on the She's, table. Oh, she'll be watching watch it and have dinner. And yeah, we'll, we'll find the place. We'll find a place to watch. I love it. We ain't that fancy. All right, one. <laughs> we'll start. We'll start. We'll start all good stuff. All right, okay. one p.m. ESPN two on Sunday. Sky at Sun. Christy, Connecticut is a one point underdog. I don't think that matters to you. You can just pick who's gonna win. Uh, I, don't, I don't go with the numbers. I go with feel. Feel. I feel that Chicago's gonna win. Okay. <laughs> And like- I think it's going to be by more than one point. Okay. I just think they found their mojo in game two. I think game one caught them like, whoa, off guard, yeah. you know, Matrix movie, like, yeah. And then they got got themselves gathered up. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Connecticut win. I mean, uh, Chicago wins game two. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if Connecticut wins. I'd be a little surprised though. I think I think Chicago has something that's going on well. And then I think game four is going to be really interesting because if, if you've lost two straight, it's hard to be a team three times in a row, especially a team as good as uh, yeah. Connecticut. So game four will be really interesting in that series, but I'm with you. So I'm with you. Chicago, Chicago yeah. wins game three, 3 p.m. on ABC, big channel, baby. Uh, Aces at Ooh. Storm. The Storm are currently a one-point favorite. One point each of these games. Yeah. That's silly. Wow. Um, 
Dana, Dana's taking Dana's taking your your Chicago Sky to win. Oh, hey, no. oh man, oh, that's a tough one because man, Seattle is a tough place to play, baby. Like, oh we, but Vegas was too. So I'm like, no yeah. shit. Oh, let's go. Um, mm, let's go overtime. OT calling the OT calling the OT for the Aces. Because right. I have an inkling that Derek Hamby is going to make her presence, and that's oh. going to be the difference maker. And and the only reason I'm saying overtime is because you know they've got to reacclimate her in. Let me and see. And that may take a couple of possessions, and it, you know they may be a little disjointed a couple times, and that may cost them down the stretch or something like that, and force OT. But I think. They'll We're, have it all together for OT and, and get I'm, that. I'm I'm looking on FanDuel to see uh, oh. how if we have if we can bet on there being overtime at the moment. Oh, let's see. Put uh, a dollar down for me and then get me when you see me. <laughs> if I, I cannot bet on what that I yet. Win if I put a dollar on it, okay. You'll that. you'll get a lot. I think it's it's usually it's like in the plus. Uh, oh, okay. In in the big in the big plus ranges. Um, my nails. I don't see it yet. It's not on FanDuel. Oh. Someone told me. All right. Uh, you, Jessica agrees with you. Uh, Chiquita hey, agrees Jessica. with you. So uh, it's, uh, they, they love, we, I feel like our streams are always aces and uh, South Carolina heavy. Oh. Weird how those two teams go. I mean, yeah. yeah. Weird that they go to. Uh, I will make my pick. Uh, okay. I, Dano points out you can live line uh, overtime for sure. So oh. I will, I'm going to live line it originally. And then, you know, hopefully I pays for a uh, courtside yeah. dinner. It'll help. It'll help, it'll help pay for uh, courtside Paris 2024. Huh, courtside Paris. All right, I've been I've been dodging because I don't want to pick. I, I see. <laughs> I just I, I, I think I, I'm picking I'm picking the aces too, and this isn't because I think they're gonna win. I don't know who's gonna win. I have no inkling whatsoever. But okay. I'm just like, if if the Storm win Game Three, they're not losing Game Four. They're not at home. I agree. Sue Bird, she ain't losing that game. So I, I think for this series to go five, the Aces are gonna have to win this game. I think they know that. And I think uh I think they'll come out with a lot of la heat. Um and Dano says he's gonna bet the overtime for you, Christy. Um oh. so I do I'll have send to you my cash app so I can get, you know, my nails and my hair and stuff done. <laughs> no, we're gonna get Christy on spread the floor suit. Uh I don't have... know. <laughs> yeah, it, we'll I'll try to... it. I will try it, but no yay, we did it. Yet. All right. We we should talk briefly about defensive awards. I do not. Oh, yeah. I have to go soon because uh, my wife is coming in on a plane, and you don't oh. want to not pick up your wife you on the weekend of your anniversary. Baby. Yeah, no, that's that's no. Or never, don't ever leave your wife. I was at gonna the say airport. that's a never ever. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she made me take an Uber the other week, but that's that's neither here nor there. Well, you know, sometimes you get caught up. She had a she had a call. That's I, I schedule my calls around her, but. Anyway. <laughs> Apparently, her law firm doesn't want to do it. Uh, no. Asia Wilson wins yeah. Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm interested in hearing your take uh, after our conversation last week where, I, where you said best player on the best team. Uh, hypothetically, there should be best defensive player on the best, on the best defensive team. Um, I, I kind of think I know where you voted. Um, but I, this was a little fishy to me, not because I don't think Asia Wilson's amazing defensively, but I don't. I don't know if I would have gone with her for, for Depot. So who'd you vote for? And what do you think of uh, Asia winning it? I voted for Cloud. Mm -hmm. um, 
because she was the leader of defensively for the Mystics. And I know people may, you know, <clears throat> watching right now, well, the Mystics aren't even in the semifinals. Like, blah, 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 blah. Okay. This voting was for the regular season. Regular season. Okay. So all y'all, if anybody makes a comment, Gabe, let me know. Just no, no one's going to make the arena and shush them down. And our our fans down. are very, our fans are very much on our side. And do it to Kim Bay. Sometimes. No, stop. Um, so it's for the regular season. But I think when you look at um, Natasha Cloud's full body work defensively all season long, um, her floor game, her ability to basically switch one through four, um, you know, at least one through three, um, regularly every single night and give you the flat out blues i thought i thought that she was the one um i thought sykes did well too i thought candace parker for a defensive player of the year last year not to make a team was a little uh shocking but i love uh, asia wilson and i'm always good for i yeah. love a good block i mean she averaged 1.9 blocks a game so she was definitely a rim protector and i think we discussed that last week so i'm not i'm not saying she shouldn't have gotten it um but she was definitely on the list for me. But I put Cloud. I mean, yeah, number, one, number one defensive rating. And she was the main reason why on that. So, yeah. So Natasha Cloud actually got two votes, uh, which I think is right. <laughs> Sylvia Fells got. Okay. <laughs> the, who, el who else? I know. Hey, who else out there voted for? And uh, I, I figured out who else voted for at least one other vote for Shakira Austin. Okay. Um, I won't reveal. I don't know if that person said it, said that yet. So I will wait. Uh, for for that person to reveal themselves, but I did find out one other vote for Shakira Austin. I think she only got two, so I think I figured that out. Uh, Natasha Cloud got two got two votes, and I I don't disagree with that. She was on my list. I didn't have Asia at the top uh, just because Asia's de her team's defense was sixth or seventh this year, seventh in her hoop stats, uh, sixth in the defensive rating for the WNBA stats website. Um, I just think that's that's a little low, right? Like I wouldn't vote for an MVP on a team that finished six, right? I think there has to be a certain level of of how good your defense is that you have to vote above it. And this right. would be our conversation when we get to MVP. We don't have to go we'll get into okay. Because I was about to say, boy, we're slipping down. That's no, no. This has been my position throughout. <laughs> okay. There's a certain level that you have to be at, and okay. in the past ten, in since 2010, there's been no defensive player of the year that has won uh, this award while being worse than fourth on team wow. defensive rating wow so so i it, it's i think asia made that defense brought them from being terrible to being pretty good and her and her on off numbers are huge difference i think they have like a 98 defensive yeah. rating yeah it's great I, I i would lean more towards brianna stewart i thought she made that defense go from good to great um i think Alyssa thomas has a great case as well yeah i probably have a list i'll probably have Stewart, Thomas, Wilson, Cloud would be mine. Okay. My okay. If I had to, but you can't. That's the yeah, thing here too is like you you don't you don't have a voting sheet, right? It's only one. You only pick one person, right? Right. Well, no, you have you have you have a sheet. You have to do first and second team. You do defense. No, no, I'm talking about for just oh. depot, just defensive player of the oh, year. You yes. only pick one person, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Which I think I I would love to see the the voting the voting breakdowns, but um. Yeah, I, I'm fine with it. I don't think it's like terrible. Um, it's just I would probably say I'd probably give it to Stewart or Thomas, um, yeah. but we'll see. Uh, all defense first team, as you were mentioning, I'll read yeah. off all the teams so people can okay. see them. Uh, two Washington Mystics, which is probably the biggest argument against Natasha Cloud getting a defensive player. But uh, Natasha Cloud, Ariel Atkins, 
as your guards on all defense uh, down low. You got Wilson, Stewart, and Fowles. I have thoughts. I have many, many, many thoughts. <laughs> many thoughts. Uh, first, second team, Brittany Sykes, <laughs> Gabby Williams, Alyssa Thomas, John Quill Jones, Ezzy Magbagor. I would have all of those players on a team. Right. Um, can I say? Can I say one thing? No. Before I have to. Go. <laughs> no, absolutely. I have, I have one thing to say. I love Sylvia Fowles. I do too. Love her. Amazing career. Legend of this game. Great defensive season, frankly. They did had a really good season. Yeah. Don't think she belongs on either of these lists. I would not have her on on all defense first or second. Uh, and I think it's insane. And the guys, the guys Duncan already made this point on the basketball news. Okay. There's no logical argument for Candace Parker to not be on an all defensive Agreed. team. Agreed. Let alone, I don't think there's a logical argument for her not being on an all defensive first team. Agreed. But she had to be on a team and she was not on either of these teams. Yeah. I have no clue why. And people need to an answer for it. Yeah. I'm assuming you had her on one of these teams. I did. Okay. So, so other people need an answer to me as to why Candace Parker was not on your all defensive list. Cause I, yeah. I think it's wrong. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. I mean, how do you go from defensive player of the year last year? Well, Fowles won the last year. Oh, wait. So it's two years Parker won the, the COVID bubble. year. The yeah, COVID year it's, it's just ruining everything. Anyway, it, um, but she did win it before. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she's and, Candace freaking Parker, man. Recently. Okay. Um, but still, I'm like, how does she not get on one? I don't know. Like, what else she has to do? I, I, I don't know what else she has to do. And then you're looking at all the, you know, all 10 of the players. Uh, who do you take off? And I know you said Fowles. But you guys uh, watching, like, who who would you take off out of the uh, ten players? Like, who would you take off the list to put Parker in for? Well, I would put Parker uh, on first team. So anyone below her, okay. anyone on second team, I would take off. Uh, right. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Anyone second team, I would take off. Uh, Fouls is probably the player I'd leave off the list completely. I think Ezzy. There's a pretty good argument that Ezzy by the end of the year was not, um, you know, at that. I mean, she's played great defense, but I would say. Uh, she she didn't hold her her um you know mm. you know what I'm saying I'm not I'm not trying to say that a... she's not okay go ahead no I was gonna say I'm sorry for cut go ahead finish your statement I'm gonna let you finish I'm sorry I'm trying to figure out where my awards thing are oh, here we go I found it okay. let me tell let me tell you what my all defense no finish was. finish your statement I have something on Ezzy when you're done though okay so uh the other players I had on here um oh I may have put Alicia Clark on there too. But yeah, I would probably take away either Ezzy or Fowles. Um, and then I would maybe put I may put Alicia Clark ahead of uh, Sykes, but I'm fine with that. Definitely Candace Parker needs to be on this list. That is the most that is the most egregious exclusion. Yeah. Chess beyond. But with Ezzy, you know, her minutes went down when, when Tina Charles came. So it's like, yeah, toward, you were saying towards the end, and that's the first thing that popped in my head. I'm like, well, you have to be on the court to be able to play defense. <laughs> like she she didn't get the same minutes that she was getting, right? She well, she was magnificent in the first half or three-fourths of the year, you know, prior to Charles getting there. And not that, you know, I mean, it's it's just the the quality of the minutes she was getting. I mean, it was, she's on the floor, right? Yeah. But her minutes dropped substantially. Well, she's not playing against the starters either. And she's not. No, so that, I mean, that makes a huge difference, man. I, you know, and I get it. Um you know, shot shot blocking ability and, and rebounding ability, you know, that those are defensive things. It's not just your steals, right? Yeah. 
Um, but you got to be able to board, you got to be able to, you know, defend and protect the rim, close gaps. You know, if you're a guard, you got to be able, I mean, just with Atkins, I, I think I told you that a couple of games ago, I think it was against the fever, um, at home and Atkins did this coverage of a gap and I just yeah. lost my mind. It was beautiful. I'm like, who? like, and she does it regularly. Right. Um, and just a, a staunch defensive juggernaut, you know, the perimeter players here in DC uh, have been, but I think just those coverages and how naturally so, how yeah. naturally so, like they don't need to be reminded to be in the proper place. And that's why they were the top rated defensive team in the league in the regular season. So let's make sure we're, make sure we're talking about what we're talking about here is, is the regular season play. Yeah, no, it's it. And Hey, look, I, I'm not gonna be that mad about it, but I, I am pretty mad about it. I just don't. I don't know how, how Parker was on the list. I definitely think Cloud and Atkins are there, um, deservedly so. And that's so interesting because we said the same. I feel like we yeah. said the same exact thing last year, and it was just the rest of the team defense wasn't there. Now this year, you add in those other pieces. Uh, yeah. Alicia Clark helping yeah. out a ton. You know, just yeah. as being a quarterback of the defense. I don't think that's something you realize unless you're in the building. Um, you know. You look at you, you look at Shakira Austin, who was a big help, and Elena Deldon, who played great defense this year. So, and, and Elizabeth Williams coming off the bench, so it made their job, it made them shine more. It right. didn't change them. And I think what so they get their nod that they deserve. Um, and I think Stewart and Wilson are going to be on this list the yeah. entire rest of the decade. If I had to guess, yeah, and I think yeah, and you know, I think defense is is will right. Yeah. And the skill catches up. Like you got to have the will first. If you don't have the will, you're not going, you're not going to get it done. So I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it. So. I need to go. I need to go to uh, Reagan airport. To, oh, you got to go. I got to okay. go. So if well, we get, if you could take us out, take Christy, <laughs> make well, sure to like, oh, oh, make sure to like, and subscribe and follow and do all those great things. And you can follow us the, the things right there. Um, in our stream, I think we hope you like our streaming. So just let us know. Like it, subscribe. Love you. Comment. Yeah. Love y'all. Love y'all. Hey, and happy birthday, Debbie Antonelli. Oh, Today yeah. Debbie. Birthday. Oh, that's my girl. Oh, big love. Okay. We don't have to go home. Gabe's got to get to the airport. But we love that you guys joined us today. Look forward to catching back up with you guys next week. More semifinals in the WNBA ahead. For Gabe Ibrahim, I'm Christy Winter Scott. We're out. You're out.